This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Null and Void, a piece of tape podcasted network production. Zero. My darling boy stole me away. Zero. And hid me in a cloud. Zero. Up high my brain did lay. Zero. For the world was much too loud. Zero. Let go of me, Hurley. Put me down, I swear to God. Sorry, Piper. I've been sent on a personal acquisition mission. So, you had to abduct me in order to do it? No, but this is more fun. Now quit struggling. I wouldn't need to struggle if you just untied these restraints. Or just put me down. Suit yourself. Hey, Hurley! Let me out of here! I swear to God, Hurley, I will end you. Hurley, I do not consent to this. You didn't even buckle me in. What if there's an accident? My dead, lifeless body would just crash through the divider and hit you. Hurley? Miss Lee, if you wouldn't mind sitting in your seat properly, you cannot spend the entire car ride on the floor. Jesus! Where did you come from? I was sitting here when Hurley so kindly deposited you. Oh, well... Do you mind helping me up? A bit hard to sit up when my hands are bound. No? Okay, well, never mind me then. So, if you aren't here to help me, why are you here? I've been summoned by Lord Chiron. (laughs) Same as you. And he couldn't wait until tomorrow? I'm not sure about you, Miss Lee, but our time is very important, and plans need to be put into effect. Though why my buffoon of a brother thinks he needs your services to assist in that, I will never understand. Well, I ask him- Yes, I've been made perfectly aware of your substandard interventions. It scarcely convinced me that you offer any value to us. You work in the mailroom. I do, but I went to school for business, so I know some stuff. I can see that panned out well for you. I'm making it work. Clearly. Well, evidently I'm important enough to be kidnapped by a family of millionaires- Billionaires. My sincerest apologies. By a family of billionaires who are okay with killing thousands of people for the sake of an extra paycheck. So maybe check yourself in your Dr. Evil lifestyle before judging where I ended up. Is that what you think we're doing here? Why else would you be doing all of this? For the sake of humanity. What on earth are you talking about? 
What does killing people have to do with the sake of humanity? I see someone started spreading lies again. Look, the specifics are classified. Fortunately for you, I do happen to have the confidentiality and employment contract Chiron drafted. If you sign it, I will have no issues filling you in. You want me to sign this right now? I couldn't care less whether or not you sign it, but Chiron thinks you could be a useful asset. And if I don't want to sign it right away? You don't have to sign it right now. But if that's the case, you will have to exit the vehicle. Immediately. Immediately? As in, you're going to throw me out of a moving car? We have a schedule to keep. And can't afford to be making frivolous stops to placate a girl who cannot make up her mind. Do you mind driving a bit better? A little less Daytona 500, Hurley? Look, can you just take these off? My hands are tied, too, I'm afraid. You're hilarious. Okay, fine. Just give me a second to try and flip through this. What did he use? Five-point font? I can barely read this. You have a pen, right? Of course. In addition to the duration of this agreement... Confidential information. If you'll give me a moment. Father, I was just about to... Yes, of course. Uh, well, yes, I just... Of course, sir, I understand. I apologize for... Yes, sir. I will report back to you after our tests. <sighs> Are you done signing that thing? I don't have all day. Yeah. Here. Everything okay? Peachy. Now, what happens when you die, Piper? You know, that is not the first time I've been asked that question. When you die, your cells begin to decompose and rot. Your skin loosens and then shrinks your brain. Well, for a few minutes after death, there's a surge of activity as it tries to process the fact that you are dead. And then, once it's absolutely convinced, it ceases to function. Those minutes... Those glorious minutes, it's scrambling for purpose. Tell us everything. Okay, and what does that have to do with helping humanity? We can map all the fingerprints of neural consciousness at near death. All 100 trillion of them. While it dies, the brain begins processing at a much higher level compared to the waking state. That data, the uses for it, are limitless. But how are you recording this data? I was at the site of one of your little experiments. I didn't exactly see someone step into the burning bus to take a blood sample. <laughs> we didn't need someone to be there. We have the next best Thing. Let me guess. Some kind of long-range brain scanner? Are you serious? You have a void phone, right? What? Yeah, right. Hey, 
Give me back my phone. Hmm. It's an older model. You really should consider upgrading. Regardless, I'm afraid I'm going to have to confiscate it. No fucking way. You agreed to it already. It's in one of the addendums you signed. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Okay, fine. Continue monologuing, Agent Smith. Thank you. The human body is such a fragile thing. Anything could kill us. Even our very cells will try to turn on us. Thankfully, all those teeny tiny brain synapses create a patchwork across the brain that can be picked up by a strong enough signal and translated into code. So you're using cell phones to monitor people's brain activity? <laughs> Not just their brain activity. We can also monitor their heart rate, weight, temperature, oxygen intake, stress levels, even your sleep cycle. That's impossible. That's not even the best part. Some of the newer phones we offer also contain a portable magnetic resonance imaging device. Which means... I am able to scan your brain and make an actual copy of it. <laughs> we take the hormonal data we gathered, plus the copy of your neural network, and make an AI from it. That's... It's not a perfect copy, unfortunately. There's only so much hardware a cell phone can fit without being too clunky. Everyone wants thinner phones these days. It's disgusting. Of course... Hey, how exactly does brain scanning someone you've murdered help anyone? Just think about it. Imagine a world where you never had to visit a doctor's office or go get a checkup. Your phone can do it for you, and still be just as accurate. And if a loved one dies, <laughs> we can just recreate them for you. Your health will never be an issue. Death will never be an issue. For anyone. You can do that? You can put my mind into a robot body? Not quite yet. But we're almost there. Chiron and I have been working on a few things that will greatly improve the quality of life for our customers. I also have a few tech companies working on a body capable of housing the code so we can start making actual androids. That's horrible. You're talking about saving lives and preventing death while literally causing the deaths of thousands of people. See? This is exactly why Chiron's insistence on your joining us is so foolish. You completely lack the ability to think about the bigger picture. If you focus all of your attention on a single tree, you won't see the forest around you burning. I don't think that's how the phrase goes. Regardless, as of right now, we need to get Program A314 back in line so we can demonstrate a complete artificial intelligence, not a broken one. And how exactly do you plan on finding Adelaide? Program A314. She's a little hard to track down. Oh, that's simple. Your carriage has arrived, Miss Lee. If you'll please step this way. Ow! Hey, be careful. Do be gentle, Hurley. She is still an employee. Yes, ma'am. You know, I can walk, right? You don't have to carry me everywhere. I'm not going to run. I'd rather not risk it. And 
Why the hell are we back at the Void Networks building? I better be getting overtime for all of this. Overtime is not in your contract. Can we put it in my contract? You've already signed it, but if you'd like to alter it, we can. There is, of course, an alteration fee of $1,000, which we can only accept as a money order or certified funds. <sighs> Never mind. This way, Hurley. Why are we going to the bottom floor? The only thing down there is the mailroom. Oh, please. As if we would dedicate an entire floor to the mailroom. We barely gave Chiron his own office. He has his own entire floor. I know. How mediocre. This way. Isabella led us down the long hallway to the mailroom and paused in front of a closed door. I thought this was a janitor's closet. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've cried in this janitor's closet before. Why would... you know? Never mind. I don't want to know. Yep. Still a closet on the inside. Will you be quiet for five minutes, please? Look, all I'm saying is that the- The closet door swung open. Hurley stepped out into a dark hallway, still lugging me over her shoulder. Isabella stepped out, shot me a smug look, and then began to guide us deeper into the depths of Void Networks. She finally stopped us in front of a large set of metal double doors. Inside, it was almost pitch black. In the far end of the room, I could see a figure standing in front of a bright white light, though from my angle over Hurley's shoulder, I couldn't quite see who or what it was. I hope you didn't start without us. Wouldn't dream of it. I'm just setting up. Oh. What? Miss Lee! This is a restricted area. What is she doing here? Why is she tied up? Hurley kidnapped me. No, I didn't. He said you had called a meeting. That's why Hurley brought me here. She needs to leave. She doesn't have clearance yet. She shouldn't be here. Yes, she should. We'll need her help. She signed a contract already. What contract? I haven't written it yet. Izzy? I simply took it upon myself to write one for you, dear brother. I added a few addendums here and there. Nothing too extreme. Oh, this is unfortunate. Okay, that has to be some sort of breach of contract. If I had known you wrote it, I wouldn't have signed it. It can't be helped now. You've signed it. If you'd like to break the contract, I can have Hurley escort you out. Though there is a fee for early termination. I... Well, will you at least tell me what we're doing here? What are you going to do? Well, we plan on waking our sister up. 
do you have a fourth sister I don't know about, or are you about to feed me to a zombie? Piper, be quiet or get out. Chiron, let's not waste any more time. Miss Lee? All right. Project Artificial Redundancy Trial 485, version Zulu Charlie 7. Beginning program now. Chiron pressed the button, and the room began to hum. The monitor in front of him flickered, and a beam of white light began to travel up the wall, stretching nearly high above us. As the light neared the ceiling, it hit a point, and the single beam exploded into a spider web of blue. It raced outward, revealing one by one, row after row of pitch black towers. As Hurley leaned down to untie my feet, the towers came to life, the hum of some internal fan adding to the noise. As the fingertips of light reached the other side of the room, Hurley pulled me to my feet, leaving my wrists bound. Chiron was bent over the computer, his eyes never leaving the line of code crawling across the screen. Isabella stood just behind him, stoic, unblinking. Time dragged on, and each passing moment seemed to draw the air from the room. And then... The screen blinked, and the code was gone, save for a single short horizontal line in the middle of the screen. Hello? What, 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 what's happening? Oh, God. Did it, did it work? Did it work? Null and Void was written by Colbert Hart and edited by Sterling Ray and Amber Holtz. The episode you just heard was sound designed by Donald Duzzy and featured the voices of Danielle Ellett as Adelaide, Winona Wyatt as Piper, Tara Brunts as Isabella, Marcy Hobbs as Hurley, PJ Canis as Tyron, and Jonah Loon as Jasper. This episode was made possible by our chief executive officers, Katie Humans, Amara Augustine, Daniel Sang, Anne Baird, and Hannah Wright.